Hey guys, just want to let you know the Patreon is up. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Beer City Media Podcast for all your extra Beer City Media needs. Now on with the show. Mr. Rothschild, how you doing, sir? Can you tell us what went on at the Bilderberg meeting this year? Sorry? Can you tell us what went on at the Bilderberg meeting this year? I didn't get that, actually, no. The Bilderberg? You weren't there? No. Not this year. What went on uh, last year? No, I wasn't there last year. I, I think that was my cousin. Your cousin was there? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do you have a couple minutes for us, Mr. Washington? We have a few additional questions. I was definitely questioning inside of the Federal Reserve was one of these organizations. I know. It's one of these organizations that a lot of people say was a source of eating meat products all across the world because it's a private thing that was started by your family. No, no, it's completely untrue. I was asked that earlier. It really isn't true. That's why I was asked that. That's why I was asked that. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan Larry, Spring Hill Josh, Boing Boing Boing. And the Aluma mommy herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Rothschilds, part one. dad never listened to pink floyd what so i didn't get to listen to pink floyd until i was later in life uh was it one of those things that he's like that's that hippie stoner rock no he just wasn't into pink floyd he was a he was more of a stone he was a big stones fan Uh oh yeah and big into r&b like uh your detroit type r&b back in the day oh, okay like motown yeah type stuff big into motown nothing motown funk well my mom was like into engelbert humperdinck <laughs> Tom Jones. I grew up with some electric, eclectic uh, type of music. Yeah, no kidding. See, like that's big into old country too. That's all good stuff too. Mm-hmm. See, I just grew up on hair metal. <laughs> My condolences. Uh, <laughs> you've got a grandpa. Poison. You've got a. Future- oh, I just finished watching the first season of Rock of Love. Oh, oh, Rewatching, I watched it when it came out originally, but yeah, it's real. It's boy, it's that, bad. Is that on the bandana? Kept getting bigger. It's on Amazon Prime. They have all the seasons. I'm so excited! Oh my god! It took like 12 seasons for him to find that that love. 
I was pretty think, sure he's still single. I'm pretty sure the <laughs> yeah, rock. No of, surprise. I'm pretty sure the rock of love that he found was a kidney stone. But mm-hmm. I just uh, beware to anyone who wants to watch Rock of Love on Amazon Prime. Um, they are all uncensored. They are oh, all really? uncensored. Oh, that's cool. So it's like Ryan would like it because there's a lot of like titties out. There's just titties flapping everywhere. Why didn't you tell me this? Titties. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's good if you like watching like a creepy middle aged Brett Michaels tongue all over a twenty three year old girl. <laughs> See now, if you're w- mad that we're not getting to the point, the problem is with you. Yeah, this is good stuff to talk about. <laughs> See, the Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. I mean, I guess it's better than if it was like Don Henley. It'd be like the Bird of Love, the Swallow. <laughs> So, boy, we are kicking off into this episode with one hell of a subject this month. This was actually one of our fan votes, and I thought it was going to run away with it, but it didn't. So I guess we need to educate some people because, holy shit, does this cover... This is like Men in Black again. Where it, This it, is the, the, the foundation of a lot of conspiracy of, theories. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because... One of the first things I ever was told, especially by a conspiracy <laughs> leaning gent while I was growing up, That's was nice way to put it. <laughs> hey there, Mr. Ryan. Have you heard about the Federal Reserve? And it's just like it just like goes from there to the Illuminati to the secret New World Order to the Bilderberg Group being the owners and runners of the world and the Bilderberg group is run by the one and only Rothschild family who we're going to get into. And we're going to go on both sides on these, this two parter. I'm going to give you guys a breakdown from basically from the beginning of the Rothschild family to its current status. I'm going to explain how they influence certain things and how they could technically be part of the December 23rd, 1913 federal reserve that came about, which we did bring up during one of our episodes. I can explain their ties to the Revolutionary War, the the Battle of 1812, the Civil War that possibly Abraham Lincoln's assassination had something to do with people who were vying for what was the European banks who wanted to take over and become the American bank, because, you know, during the civil war, Lincoln actually printed money. They, the term was greenbacks and 400, I want to say million dollars in greenbacks were put into the economy. And as soon as the banks saw that and they knew it was money and legal tender that they couldn't take, they couldn't manipulate. They immediately enacted law through politicians that they bought to take that money out and make the standard gold. Because here's the deal. At the time, silver was the standard and it was plentiful in America. But guess what wasn't? Gold. Gold. Gold, goddammit. Before I get all history teacher like I'm already starting to feel, let's pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I would go on a limb and I'm about 100% sure of this that we four people at this table sitting here currently we're not of the 1% 
Speak for yourself. Oh, one percent of what? I, I live in this shitty townhouse just to like you know blend in with the to, normies. To blend in with the normies. Yeah, God. You got a room just for your billion dollars? Of course. Um, guys, true story. We're not that rich, and I hate to say that's that. why we begging you for money. That's Go to Patreon.com. <laughs> yeah, you heard the song Slash in the Beer City Media you. podcast. Mm-hmm. That's right. Let me ask you guys truthfully. How scared are you, though, of the one percent? Being that we're the we're the the majority of Americans here, do the rich, do the wealthy, who can pay for just about anything, do they frighten you? One to ten. Like honestly, if you actually met a Rothschild, a Mor- a J.P. Morgan nephew, or even say like a Bill Gates random nephew, do these people freak you out? Well, I suppose as long as you don't piss them off, you're probably fine. But that being said, you do one thing to make them mad. They could easily put a hit on you and cover the entire thing up. So I suppose I, I'm i going to put this at a eight. Yeah. Eight. Eight. April. Um, <laughs> yeah, this for me, scale of one to ten how scared am I? Uh, I'm like a 14. Yeah. <laughs> because to me, it's terrifying to know that such a small amount of people are in control of a white boy. Essentially club. the, the power of the entire world, you know, um, it, it it's just terrifying to think that, you know, when you would think that we all have a say or a voice or, but it's not, it's not because the more money you have, the more power you have. And those people are truly in control and whatever they say goes because they're all in fucking cahoots with each other. Goddamn cahooters. Itchy cahooters. Great wings though. (laughs) Cahoot. Oh, cooters. to me, it just sounds like it's just something. rich guys with like short, short, but tuxedos. <laughs> Their cheeks hanging out. It sounds yep. like the first politician who walks into the Oval Office after Lincoln, after Lincoln gets shot, and he's just like, "They're all in cahoots." <laughs> Larry, what do you say? Two. Okay. I mean, first of all, everybody's assuming that because you're rich, or some some evil person wants to hurt people. Well, we're they're talking, human, we're look, talking they're, billionaire one percent. We're they're, top of the they're wall humans street. too. They've tasted their own cum as well. <laughs> okay, tastes like pancake batter. I I just don't. Maybe that's because my view of people is that the majority are decent. That's a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. I mean, say really, statistically, the reason you the assholes stick out is because you don't come across them a lot. If you came across assholes all the time, you wouldn't even notice them. Statistically, though, they do say that. I, and uh, it, I mean, I had there's upward movement. No one's keeping me. Look, I'm not going to become a billionaire, but poverty is something you can overcome mm-hmm. with hard work. True. You know, with a little education, you can you can become a welder and make a really good. You can become an electrician mm-hmm. and make a pretty darn good living. You can be a fucking turd. you're not gonna become a billionaire in that of course i mean look eric trump is a fucking millionaire and there's no reason for that <laughs> other than it got handed down to him 
Yeah, I mean, and I get that. I mean, of course, the wealth is going to stay where it is, but at the same time, no, like, I'm not going to starve to death because of these people. I understand. I'm not, you know, my life's not miserable. Like, the only thing that can make me miserable is me, really. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, it's the disparity. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, not- there's disparity. The- I mean, that's part. That's part of. Uh, capitalism mm-hmm. it is and i actually appreciate capitalism overall i do too because look at venezuela right now and a shithole mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of socialism no we love you venezuelan listeners though yeah we do yeah, we're rooting for you no we are definitely my that's thing- corrupt policy you want corruption mm-hmm. no i know. look at those countries i, I hear mexico as well see see <laughs> i'm gonna go with a nine i Fear this sort of thing because it's of it's in a place where I can't di- differentiate the politics because even in 1913, Woodrow Wilson was the president who pushed that forward, mm-hmm. who who was on watch when that was pushed forward, and that was his biggest regret when he left the presidency. The best thing we have against that is the the, the various branches of government. Mm-hmm. Congress has to get elected by the people. Right. And they're not going to fuck over the people because they're not going to get voted for. Mm-hmm. You can say the Senate, yeah, I'd say they're bought and sold. Okay, but the House, your Congress, that's a lot. Like they have such a small area that they have to keep happy. That you'll see them turn out like you're like oh for sure they're going to go one direction. They don't because they got to keep those people happy if they want to get reelected. Right, which is why I would say right now as uh, part of the as as the foundation of beer city media we should we would all like to say get out and vote mm-hmm. when 50 percent of the people are like more people vote for america's got talent than they do for the election mm-hmm. <laughs> can you imagine if everybody really voted yeah. which is why they don't want it that's why you're not going to see mail-in ballots everywhere mm-hmm. especially when you, it comes to like um what do they call those the propositions mm-hmm. too yes. like those are all really important to your Look, get involved in your local governments. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big deal, mm-hmm. and it the thing is, make is, noise, write letters. They do respond to that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, congressmen do. I mean, they they listen, and and honestly, they listen to shows like this. They listen to podcasts. They listen to radio, talk radio. They want to know you. Ha- they have local meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go yeah. to them. Yeah, I know trustees. I know people that work in politics myself, and it's it's a it's from the ground up. Indeed, get involved. Yeah, and this is, I mean, when it comes to money, which is definitely where this really, that's the bane of this entire two-parter. The legacy of money and kind of how it shaped this country. Because initially, I mean, I guess in a nutshell, you could say we left England to come to a new country with the dream of starting our own democracy. Mm -hmm. Starting our own band. To get, yeah. (laughs) To get away from the taxes that we were dealing with, with the monarchy in England. So if you think about it, with what's happened to us now, we kind of reinvented that whole thing and they found their way, their bank hands into our own. But we'll, we'll get to that. First and foremost, though, we need to get into the Rothschild family and in order to understand the, Roth the Rothschild children. Roth children. I, every time he says Rothschilds, I'm like, God, it's, it's I just want to call them the Roth children. This whole thing was founded by Mayor Amchel Rothschild, who started this initial 
banking procedure, this this playing with money mm-hmm. in 1760, which means it's time for us to go in the time capsule. Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. Okay. Let me press my 1760s button, which mysteriously sounds like every button I've pressed prior to 1960. <laughs> but I swear it's different. The Seven Year War. Seven Years War. I, there's not a lot here, but I found this fascinating because it was a it was a global conflict fought between 1756 and 1763. It involved every great European power at the time and spanned five continents. Affecting Europe, the Americas, West Africa, India, and the Philippines. This is called the Seven Years War. The Seven Years War. I've never heard of this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, the conflict split Europe into two locations led by the. Good lord. <laughs> Some immediacy to that song. Roll over, Beethoven. <laughs> led by the Kingdom of Great Britain, which included the Kingdom of Prussia, Portugal. The Electorate of Brunswick, Lundberg, and other small German states on one side, and the Kingdom of France, which include Austrian-led Holy Roman Empire, the Russian Empire, until 1762, the Kingdom of Spain, and the Swedish Empire on the other. Meanwhile, in India, some regional polities, 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 polygamists, within the increasingly fragmented Mughal Empire, with the support Mm -hmm. of the French, tried to crush a British attempt to conquer Bengal. This is basically a lot of historians call this World War Zero. Really? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, pre-revolutionary war, like some terror, like there was, but it's territorial it change. Like it was being fought all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the transfer of colonial possessions between Great Britain, France, Spain, and Portugal. France secedes its possession east of the Mississippi River. <laughs> Canada, except Saint Pierre and Miquelon, the island of Grenada, and the northern Sicaras in India to Great Britain. France secedes Louisiana, its territory west of the Mississippi, to Spain. Spain secedes Florida to Great Britain. This is like draft night trading. Yeah. Like if you're an NFL <laughs> fan. <laughs> the consistent thing here is that France keeps giving Losing up. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> Four neutral. Bleu, we do give up. Do you have a baguette? Welcome to Target. More neutral Caribbean <laughs> islands divided between Britain, that's St. Vincent, Tobago, and Dominica, and France, St. Lucia. Uh, here's the casualties and losses. Kingdom of Britain, 160,000 dead. Kingdom of Russia, 180,000 dead. Uh, 33,000 civilians killed. Kingdom of France, 350,000 people killed. Wow. That's all Grand Rapids right there. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's, it's as music, big as World, One or World War One or World War Two. We just don't know about it, which I found fascinating. Mm-hmm. So let's go into 1960. March 20th, the Great Fire of Boston, Massachusetts destroys 349 building and marks the biggest conflagration in the American colonies up to that time. Ah, what are you saying there, bro? We went and got some lobster Fire! Fire! We got some lobster bisque and then he came back and somebody put the put the houses by the firewood. God, you sound just like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a started burger joint. Hey, donkey. Great Britain. Uh, oh, what are you trying to say? I'm in this apes movie? Uh, Tim Burton, you made Batman? God, he's like, he's right here. I know. No wonder. Oh Tom Bra- say Tom Brady. I fucking love Tom Brady, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Third Great Britain and Prussia agreed to begin peace negotiations to end 
the Seven Years' War. April 7, Tacky's War. <laughs> that sounds funny. Yeah, make fun of, it's a slave rebellion, so you can make fun of that. <laughs> Might want to walk that back. Begins in Jamaica in the last 18 months during the uprising. 60 white residents. funny. 60 white residents are killed while 400 black rebels die in suppression of the revolt. Another 500 are deported just because they were black. Oh. Ah, fuck, bro. You see the Celtics are playing? <laughs> we got to get out of here. Here's one. April 22nd, Belgian entertainer Joseph Mervin. Joseph Mervin is said to have given the first demonstration of roller skates. Oh. In a performance at the Carlisle House in London to the song It's Raining Men. April 28th, <laughs> British defenders and the French army clash at the Battle of St. Foix to determine the future co- <laughs> control French? of Quebec. Yes. Quebec. Oh. Okay. General Murray is forced to retreat after the British suffer 259 deaths and 845 wounded, while the French under Marshal Levy suffer 193 deaths and 640 wounded. April 30th, Swiss mathematician. (laughs) (laughs) Mathematician. By the way, Larry's bottom jaw just broke during that whole thing. (laughs) It just fell off. Crack a drool ran down his chin. Daniel Bernoulli presents a paper at the French Academy of Sciences in Paris in which a, quote, mathematical model was used for the first time to study the population dynamics of an infectious disease. Oh. Which would help, of course, later. Yeah. June 19th, the British create Cumberland County and Lincoln County in Maine. July 3rd, a lightning strike causes a major fire at Portsmouth Royal Dockyard in England. That's where Josh would say metal. That's pretty metal. <laughs> On September 18th, <laughs> the town of Maez, Puerto Rico, is founded. On October 25th, George II of the Great Britain dies. His 22-year-old grandson, George, Prince of Wales, succeeds to the throne and reigns for 59 years until his death on January 29th, 1820. That's been your time capsule. That's beautiful, man. So, the Rothschild family. The most famous of... Famous? The famous. Probably the most famous Rothschild family. Was he a mathematician? (laughs) (laughs) The most famous mathematician. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. So the most famous of all European banking dynasties, which for some 200 years exerted great influence on the economic and indirectly the political history of Europe. Now, if anybody had trouble hearing that opening clip, that was the most current Rothschild being interrogated by we are the change dot org dot com slash anti government dot UK. Sure. He was shaking in his boots. No, he wasn't. (laughs) He's on his way walking to his uh, Limo. BMW or whatever, and he's, he's literally taking guys. his shirt off so he could sit down and take a hot dump uh, on them. In the <laughs> yeah. they're human. They poop with their shirts <laughs> off too. That's right. Anyway, this house was founded by Mayor Amschel Rothschild and his five sons: Amschel Mayor and Solomon Mayor and Nathan Mayor. And Carl Mayer and Jacob or James Mayer starting out in a Frankfurt baking house. Mayer and his sons became international bankers, establishing branches in London, Paris, Vienna, and Naples by the 1820s. So 
when he got his start, it was kind of like just popping out babies left and right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Is, okay. So there's two, there's two British accents. You got your Cockney, like, hello, hello. Oh, fuck. I'm right chimney sweep. I that, am. That's right. Play with me. Yabbles. Mm, Steaky wakes and eggy wakes. <laughs> that's what I'm having for breakfast. And then there's like the proper one. And I don't, I don't really know how to do that. That one just sounds like, hello. <laughs> okay. I guess that's it. <laughs> I'm proper English, you see. Are you though? If you say so. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go with it. UK listeners, you can write in if you want. Tell us what we need to do to change that. But just stop. Stop. Just don't. <laughs> I've got a darn good deal to boost your internet speeds. Thank you. Well, now you got my attention. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. In addition, free HBO for three months. Oh, that's what I want uh, right about now. Game of Thrones season eight, nine, mm-hmm. eight. Nine, eight, nine, 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 nine. No one cares. In addition to banking and finance, the Rothschild businesses have encompassed mining, energy, real estate, and winemaking, which I can get behind. Yep. From the early 19th century, the family has been known for its considerable charitable activities, particularly in arts and education. Now, Mayor Amschel Rothschild, Mayor's family name derived from the red shield on the house in the ghetto in which his ancestors had once lived. Now, I don't think this is the like the ghetto we know. Yeah. Isn't that I, where Ice T grew up? No. <laughs> this isn't Southside LA. Right. This is Southside Vienna, which is like, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, do you get a bad wiener for your dinner? <laughs> oh, Westside. <laughs> It was a drive-by sausaging. He threw his chocolate at me. You're becoming German. <laughs> that it was the, Vienna. It's yeah. German. Oh, I guess <laughs> I'm doing my job. God damn it! The crips and the blood. <laughs> oh, oh, my nipples! I'm in the ghetto. I don't know where that went. So anyway. <laughs> They called me Nips. Remember, that was St. Valentine's Day. Nips McGee. Now, Mayor studied briefly, but his parents' early death forced him into an apprenticeship in a banking house. Soon after becoming court factor to William IX, Landgrave of Hess Castle, Mayor set the pattern that his family was to follow so successfully to do business with reigning houses by preference, and to father as many sons as possible who would ca- take care of the family's many business affairs abroad. Now. Popping them out. That's right. <laughs> that's what you do when you can have kids that, oh, I yeah. mean, your sausage works, you're in Vienna, it's time to <laughs> get down and mm-hmm. get to, oh, yeah. You want yeah. my schnitzel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Ach, mein Gott, Yeah. Yo, you hear these German guys next door, bro? They're fucking out of control. Ooh, they're slamming bratwursts. All I can hear is Rammstein and some other bullshit. <laughs> now, starting as dealers, the, the sons, in luxury items and traders in coins and commercial papers, Mayor and his sons eventually became bankers to whom the French Revolutionary and Napoleonic Wars of 1792 through 1815 came as a piece of good, great good fortune. And this plays into what I was saying. These guys, these bankers thrive on war because they know where to move their money to make it 
multiply, especially if they're going to facilitate another government's war. Just like Game of Thrones when it comes to banks being involved in politics. This is where, and I looked this up, this is primarily where George R. R. Martin got his inspiration for these type of things. So, now Mayor is, and his eldest son, Amschel, supervised the growing business from Frankfurt while Nathan established a branch in London in 1804. Jacob settled in Paris in 1811. Uh, sacre bleu, uh, father, I have moved to France and I have developed an accent. Ooh. It's unidentifiable, but yeah, it's an accent. That's <laughs> French. It is. I'm okay. just fucking busting balls. I was going to try to jump to a German accent. I almost mm-hmm. fucking tripped on my mm-hmm. tongue. Oh, this baguette there you is go. so good. It's so soft. <laughs> Our baguette's soft. They're actually crunchy. Crunchy. Yeah. Quite soft, crunchy. On the soft on the inside, yeah. Favorite, favorite Kind of Euro- like my heart. Favorite European <laughs> food that you could eat every day. Oh, European like what is it like anywhere in Europe? I mean, you could say France, Germany, Polish kielbasa, oh. mm. or bratwurst tonks. According bratwurst to your friend, according to dude someone at this table, <laughs> a shirtless pooper, maybe. That's mm. right. Big fucking taco. A fucking taco. Wow. Yes, yes, it's like There's, a walking taco from Mexico. <laughs> Mexico's not in Europe, yeah. dear. <laughs> That's what I was like. I was trying to give him a second chance, but nope, he bet God. on it even harder. I guess. I mean, I, Spain is that they don't they do don't do tacos. two tacos at all. I'm sure they do tacos. No, now. they don't do tacos. Oh, son of a bitch! I, no, I would say um, big fucking taco. Big fucking taco. <laughs> um, I love a good taco. When I go to, I'm, I'm not sure the origin French cafe of where it came from, but my, one of my favorite uh, dishes, hamburger. <laughs> If there's money, is uh, beef Wellington, but oh. I don't know if that's uh, English. That's it's English. English. Yep. Yeah. English. Okay. Yep. Oh man, this is a tough one. Um, I would say probably big fucking taco. No, soup not- beef Wellington was good. I've. D- are we talking main dish or are we talking any anything. kind of cuisine? Anything. I mean, if if it's like Fish even like my care. favorite, you know. Chips and salsas when I was in Greece. That's not. Is that Europe? Yeah, it is. Europe. Yeah. Um. Oh, fuck. Then well, that changes my answer. I'm I'm mm. partial to all of the Dutch cuisine just because I grew up on it. So stuff like rusk and olibolin, rusk. It's tasteless God. toast. It's, it's a crew. It's a non-flavored my, crouton that you put butter and sugar stepfather on. Stepfather loved that stuff. I and he would love eat it plain. those. I just introduced Asher to a uh, Hagelslag, which is chocolate sprinkles that you put on bread and butter. Definitely sounds not as tasty as. <laughs> yeah, it's toast. It's toast with chocolate sprinkles. Yeah, it's real. Good it doesn't though. need no hornswoggle name. It's it's toast with chocolate sprinkles. Okay, well, fine. But yeah, that and banquette and uh, double salt oh. uh, 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 baklava smoked herring is also super excellent. Baklava is Middle East, Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah. it is. I don't I, think I, I, I would have said that. I would have said think baklava. he's named a single European nope. dish yet. <laughs> uh, hamburger <Soup. laughs> curry. <laughs> oh, I like sh- I like sushi. <laughs> Ramen. <laughs> Do they have uh, 
corn dog. I'm a fan of hot dogs and uh, ketchup. Oh, apple pie. <laughs> All right. Did, did everyone, Shrimp oh, on the Barbie? Did, uh, did the three of you get your... You said kielbasa. kielbasa. You said beef wellington. You said... <laughs> Which is a European. That's about as European as you get, too. I'm going to say euros from Greece. Oh, I got, yeah. They add about 10 yeah. pounds to you because they're so tasty. It And they stuff big, thick, warm french fries in their meat with their tzatziki sauce mm, on the tzatziki. euro mm. and you yep. just fall over into a pile you don't care mm. i make it and the guy comes out and he goes saga which means love in greece because he just fell in love <laughs> with you which kind of a small side thing we discovered the other day i i, I believe it was it arby's you can buy gyro sandwiches now Barely. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're like the fast casual Going euros. The they haven't nailed a euro in America. Ever. No. No. There's a couple places. There's the one in, well, by where you work, Sammy's euros. Pretty decent. Those are the best I've yeah. had in, in town. There is a place in East Town. Oh, gosh. What is it? Um, It's Lebanese food. Yes. We might be talking about the same place. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's like a hole in the wall no, and it's got grapevines all over the wall. Yep, and yep, 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 um, the same place we're talking. It's, it's off wealthy, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right uh, around the corner from the, the giant, uh, the clit, no. the big giant clit. Big what? giant clit. Oh, Eastern oh. Deli? No, yeah. it's, no, 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 not Eastern Deli. Sammy. What's, it's not called Sammy's anymore. No, it's, it's actually, actually, it's newer. Oh the really? Yeah. She's saying, yeah, yeah. No, I've driven by it a few times. I haven't tried it yet. Local, yeah. <laughs> Local humor. Also, Look, if you're in Grand Rapids, we're giving you some good places to eat. Yep. Which, Pizza. by the way, Grand Rapids named best food in Michigan. That's a rightfully so. If you well, go- Detroit's got some good food too. Yeah, sure. Have you? You guys haven't had a chance to go like top shelf dining together yet. Like, what are we date. doing our tax? By the way, we can edit this out. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing our tax date? Ooh, let's go to the chop house. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. How much? What sushi? We can do sushi. We can go to uh, Maru. Maru is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, Maru would be less expensive than the chop house. Mm. No, this needs to stay in. So that way, we're giving more suggestions. Well, I, it was really nice when we did the um, uh, uh, the heritage. Yes, when we went with you good. and Aaron, that was tried so my nice. first beat. I would say Greenwall as well would be up for a vote mm-hmm. for like fancy restaurant. Night. Yeah. Oh my gosh, do I get to dress up? Holy shit! Well, it's not like that's yeah. Fun. You you can. I mean, more than like leggings and my hair in a bun. I'm so talking, this, talking like, do I actually do I get to like wear lipstick? Because that happens like twice a year. I'll put on uh, lipstick and a bra too. So. Okay, good. I'll, so I won't be alone. I'll you put know. on some black gonna, metal face paint. <laughs> there you go. Ryan's got to keep his nips in order. <laughs> it's hard some days, girls. Those pasties are for. Anyway, continuing on. The wars for the Rothschilds meant. Loans to warring princes, smuggling as well as legal trading in key products such as wheat, cotton, colonial produce, and arms, and the transfer of international payments between the British Isles and the continent that Napoleon vainly attempted to close to British trade. Peace transformed the growing Rothschild business. The banking group continued its international business dealings but became more and more an agent in government securities, Prussian or English, French or Napoleon. In 
insurance company stocks and in shares of industrial companies as well. Thus, the family successfully adapted to the Industrial Revolution and participated in economic growth throughout Europe with their railway, coal, ironworking, and metallurgical investments. The banking group continued to expand after the 1850s and in particular achieved an important position in the world trade of oil and non non-ferrous metals, but its previous position was seriously threatened by new joint stock banks and commercial or deposit banks, both in England and in France, as well in the German states. By the last quarter of the 19th century, the Rothschild Group was no longer the first banking consortium. Other groups in Europe and in the United States had become stronger, richer, and more enterprising. So they started facing issues. And if you look at it, the timing, and you look at when the Federal Reserve became a thing and the lead up to About it. About as federal as Federal Express. Yeah. Which is what made the U.S. Postal Service better because Federal, federal Express added competition. And because they would give people next day delivery, mm-hmm. so did become Express. Which is what's cool about Capitalism. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought that mm-hmm. up. And this is something really that, good. I, that I double. You listening out there, Time Warner, Xfinity. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Your day's coming. Here comes Google Fiber. Mm-hmm. Gonna nip you in your dick. Isolate that. Dick. Anyway, it just, I mean, that, that, that's just an example. So anyway, the two guidelines laid down by Mayor Amschel for the Rothschild business operations, which indeed became a family tradition to conduct all transactions jointly and never to aim for excessive profits, helped to compensate to a notable extent for the inevitable risk inherent in handing down a business to future generations, not all of whose members are qualified to run it. Amschel, Nathan, Jacob, Selman, and Carl, the founders of the Rothschild Consortium, were themselves unequally endowed. Nathan and Jacob stood out among their brothers by the force of their personalities, particularly Nathan, who was hard, deliberately boorish, and sarcastic, which is, dude, I'm with you. Sarcasm. Everybody that's, likes that's, some good sarcasm. That's my language. Exactly. Right? Every time I send Larry a text I, this, or a, a message on our messenger, it's like, that's definitely sarcasm. <laughs> Like if it's sometimes like there's the first moment where you look at it and you're like, that's should I throw a rough. wink? At, I'm like, that's- should I throw a wink in there? <laughs> I felt bad because I didn't throw a wink at Josh. It's and true. Responded- it's so true because I'm like, uh, at, we we're still getting used to each other's like levels of like comedy sometimes like the way that we text is a hard way to communicate. See, I think my thing with Larry is I just assume that it's sarcasm. It's a good way to go. <laughs> and Josh is just like Josh assumes that it's not. No, he's like the cure every time he reads. <laughs> <laughs> every oh, time I don't like that text. Everybody <laughs> hates me. Nobody likes me. Another example of why I should be dead. <laughs> don't don't feel that way. We're all in this together because we love each other. So anyway. Continuing on. <laughs> now, like I said, this guy was boorish and sarcastic. Jacob Rothschild, who was his brother's equal in all these things, possessed an alleviating air of some refinement as a mm, 
caviar, champagne Ooh. wishes, and give fishy drinks. I'm Robin Leach of the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> <There you. laughs> um, a reference like three people will get. <laughs> I watched it. I'm also 36. Actually, I'm going to be 37 this year. That yeah. How old am I going to be this year? I, I, see the, I love that. Erin's that way too. She never knows how old she's going to turn. 34. Because like, you're four years older than I am. I, I realized, 34 I realized I today I'm like, oh shit, my next birthday I'm going to be 37. And like I pulled a gray hair out and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is new. Oh, the gray. But that looks good. You have a. When I, I started to get little gray mm-hmm. tiblets in here. And I was like, <laughs> tiblets. tiblets. I was like, What's that? Yeah, like looking in the mirror, but like it looks good on women. You. Love a little salt, a little pepper. little salt and pepper. I'm getting that point. I'm starting to happen mm-hmm. for me. I'm getting salt and pepper in my you know beard, what? and I go down on women with a veracity of a Native American <laughs> who appreciates a good campfire. Let me just say, that's me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! What? That was a five to six. I look like. Oh God! What? That's Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Those clips from last week are intense. <laughs> It's a three beer week, not a six beer week, Ryan. All right. So continuing on. Now, the five founders in turn had unequal successors. For example, if Alphonse in Paris was a worthy successor to his father, Jacob, his own son, Eduardo, was not as strong a figure as his position required. But Edward's son, Guy, and his cousins, Elaine, showed exceptional adaptation adaptability and ambition, thus confirming the constant element in the group's history for a century and a half, a remarkable capacity for seizing opportunities and adapting in business as well as in politics. Successive generations of the Rothschild family have been similarly active in international finance and politics. Now, the second generation and separating the circumstantial from the personal and individual. How are we doing on time? Okay. We're about to do a break here in a minute personal and individual aspects of the dynasty's hegemony during the 19th century, one must note that although the first group of Rothschilds arrived as strangers in their new countries, unfamiliar with the languages and the customs and subject to the jealousy and competition of local bankers, they stood out from those around them by their fierce will to acquire a place in the sun. By the second generation when the I sons... like the sun. <laughs> yeah, you have the British accent, though. Oh, I don't like this. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't like the sun. It's because it's British a, British people I seem don't so like the sun. It's just the accent always seems seem so cheery. Oh, don't like the sun. And Hello, I, love. I don't like the sun. And I don't like reading books. <laughs> As they like jab a finger into their nutsack. Gee. I, I don't like books. And I don't like the sun. I'm mad at... Oh, I'm going to take a big putty in my, my knickers. I want to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> now, by the second generation, when the sons of the five founding f- brothers entered the businesses, the Rothschilds were polished and refined as well as naturalized and nationalized to the point of blending into leadership positions without losing Uh-oh. any of their family's attributes. It is possible mm. that the young Rothschilds' education and extremely worldly existence of the heads of the various houses helped to create this true mutation. On the other hand, the Rothschilds were influencing the national economy and politics of their countries as greatly as they were being influenced themselves. So what's crazy about this is that, in essence, you have uh, the initial Rothschild mayor start everything in Germany and then send five of his sons to these different countries to set up bank operations. It's genius. It is genius. They're not around each other. If it wasn't them. It was going to be someone else. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. Now, Alphonse, for example, as the head of the International Banking Syndicate that in 1871 and 1872 placed the two great French loans known as liberation loans after France's defeat by Prussia could boast oh, so good. without immodesty that his influence had maintained the chief of the French government, Adolphe Thiers, in power. At the same time, in 1875, Lionel in London, a member of the House. Wasn't he one of the Voltrons? He was a Thundercat. He was a Thundercat, yes. He was a Voltron. Schnarf, 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 schnarf. All right, schnarf break. (laughs) I used to have a profile picture of him on MySpace as well. Awesome. HR Puff and stuff and schnarf. Let's get him mixed with Orko. It's not like that, schnarf, 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 schnarf. Schnarf hasn't come in two weeks. Somebody give me a Furby. So anyway, I schmurfed all over his schnarf. So, we're getting to the break. At the same time in 1875, Lionel in London, where he had been given a member of the House of Commons, he was a member of the House of Commons since 1858, was able to give on a few hours notice the four million pounds that allowed the British government to become the principal stockholder in the Suez Canal Company. Which, do you guys not know what Suez Canal Company Mm -hmm. is? Or they made you? the Suez Canal. Suez Canal was a sea-level waterway running north-south across the isthmus of Suez in Egypt to connect the Mediterranean and the Red Seas. I think he's just give him the money. He gave him the money because it's a good investment, mm-hmm. right? It and it is a good investment. I mean, this is this. These are the things that you that you need to have happen. So obviously, the two cousins had become important citizens in their respective countries. There were frequent marriages between Rothschild cousins. Ooh. Sounds like Shelbyville. Sounds like my uh, Pornhub page. <laughs> is that so, is that your beautiful cousin over there? <laughs> no, that's my stepmom. It's Ooh. really weird how normalized it's becoming. Yeah. Like it's all like Okay, this says a lot about my Pornhub page, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all our Pornhub page. Uh, okay, it's there. Okay. So anyway, caught stepbrother masturbating. Yeah. Decided to help him. Hey, I know we're not family, but you're kind of hot. Your cock is kind of showing through your gym shorts. (laughs) Oh, I tripped. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there were frequent marriages between the cousins and marriages generally were with very rare exceptions with Jewish folks or Jews. In spite of hey, for clearing that up, yeah. that's that's per the Britannica article. Mm-hmm. In spite of the number of their descendants and their 
and the complexity of their family tree, the Rothschilds, particularly those of Vienna and Paris during the Nazi period, preserved the kind of family unity necessary to weather great misfortunes. The, Rat- the Rothschilds were much honored. Mayor's five sons were made barons of the Austrian Empire. A Rothschild was the first Jew to enter the Brit- British Parliament, and another was the first to be elevated to the British peerage. Which, does anybody know what peerage is? Uh, if you put raisins in it, it's a del- delicious breakfast. I think that's porridge. Body, okay, peerage <laughs> as a definition is body of peers or titled nobility in Britain. The five ranks in descending order are Duke, Mark, Earl, Viscount, and Baron. So, I mean, they climbed, they climbed the, the they climbed the, the thing to become like a. Another thing. <laughs> to become some sort of royalty, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Thing. You know, it's like Duke. I'm a duke, which always sounded weird guy. to me. Like, Boy, them duke boys got themselves in a heap of trouble this week. They sure did. Earl is my favorite. Ah, I'm an Earl. I loved <coughs> My Name is Earl. That was a good That's show. A good show. It was a great show. Hey, Crab Man. <laughs> Why am I blanking? Crab Man. The guy who married his ex-wife? Oh, yeah. It's been a minute. I'm sorry. I guess so. You should go back and watch it. Never I seen should. it. I've been doing. Really I've good. been d- diving through the Trailer Park Boys, so I'm all. Oh. I'm all about Canadian goofballs. So anyway, they entered into the Parliament and the peerage. <laughs> the head of the British branch of the family has Became always Italian been considered the spaghetti. The head of the British branch of the family has always been considered the unofficial head of British Jewry. And that's not jewelry, like jewelry. Yeah, like a, <laughs> Doctor Jones. Not, that's not. It's not Doctor Jones saying jewelry. It's Jew jewelry, British jewelry, Jews Jewishness, Jews. Is what we're talking about, Jews, the Jewish people. Do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? <laughs> Members of the British and French families. <laughs> oh, Lord. The only ones still engaged in banking after the seizure by the Nazis of the Australian, Austrian house Austria, yeah. distinguished themselves as scientists Good eye, mate. and often as philanthropists. <laughs> Baron Philippe de Rothschild, who was born in 1902, died in 1988, became a premier winemaker of the vineyard Montan Rothschild. Ooh. In 2003 through 2008, the British and French houses were merged, making reunification of the Rothschild family business for the first time in nearly two centuries. Mm. When we come back, it's going to get fucking nuts. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. It's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The big, re- the wealthy, that, the real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. They're, they're, they're an irrelevant. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. 
They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media, media news, all the big media companies. So they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. You know something? They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. <laughs> you and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people. White collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Yeah. You know? Here comes the money. Here we go. Always good to have George Carlin weigh in and make you feel a little bit more sad. And not tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and just give it to you raw. Mm -hmm. That's what you can appreciate about him, though. I mean, you had said that. He's as a as truth as teller. You had said that he's your favorite. Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, I 100% agree. Gotta love a good truth teller. Mm -hmm. Comedians have that knack because he'll he'll slide in a joke right after that mm -hmm. and it'll just and it, it crush. It makes the whole thing stick. Mm -hmm. It does. God. It does. God bless my dad for introducing me to him. Yeah, he's amazing. He is amazing. So, segment two. You guys ready to get your fucking dome pieces blown off? Because uh, That sounds painful. Mm, <laughs> that's what happened when I started doing research on this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying not to build a bunker. I'm trying not to get super, super fucking scared of everything, but this is where it starts to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Now, according to an article I found on angelfire.com, oh, <laughs> Angel 
which is a breakdown of the Rothschilds and the Federal (laughs) Reserve. So, what does the United States Federal Reserve have to do with Hitler's extermination of 42 million people? (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like... Self-hating Jews? I was going to say, it sounded like Chewbacca uh, invaded home improvement there. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, both were created and funded by the Rothschild family. So they hate them. They're self-hating Jews. We'll get to that. Wow. Today, the Federal Reserve Bank is still owned and controlled by the Rothschild family, and you and I are forced to pay taxes to them every time we get a paycheck from our employers. This is the federal tax on our pay stub. The following was was taken from a larger work written by Andrew Hitchcock titled... The History of the House Rothschild. Rothschild financed IBM, supply machines which the Nazis produced punch cards to help organize and manage the initial identification and social expulsion of Jews, the confiscation of their property, and their extermination. In 1939, I.G. Farben, the leading producer of chemicals in the world and largest German producer of steel, dramatically increased its production. This increased production is almost exclusively used to arm Germany for the Second World War. This company was controlled by the Rothschilds and would go on to use Jews and other disaffected peoples as slave labor in the concentration camps. I.G. Farben also created the lethal lethal Zyklon B gas that was used to exterminate Jews. Now, let's get into the Illuminati a bit. In 1770, Mayor Amschel Rothschild draws up plans for the creation of the Illuminati and enthrust Ashkenazi Jew Adam Weisopt, a crypto Jew who was outwardly Roman Catholic, and its organization and development. Sound like, these sound like enemies on Doom. <laughs> crypto Jew. The Illuminati is to be based upon the teachings of the Talmud, which is in turn the teachings of rabbinical Jews. It was to be called the Illuminati, as this is a Luciferian term, which means keepers of the light. The Rothschild family, who in 1776, very important year, mm. the year of our revolt, through a member named Adam Weisopt, officially completes his organization of the Illuminati on May 1st of 1776. Mm. The purpose of the Illuminati is to divide the Goyim, all non-Jews, through political, economic, social, and religious means. The opposing sides were to be armed and incidents were to be provided in order for them to fight amongst each other, destroy national governments, destroy religious institutions, and eventually destroy each other. The existence of a Republican Party and a Democratic Party is an example of one of the Illuminati's goals in action. The dynamics between the Democrats and Republicans has been named the left-right paradigm, as it has proven itself able to perform a very important task within the United States. In military strategy, such as the art of war, a means to defeat your enemy's army is by creating dissension and disagreement within the ranks. As is stated in the Bible, a divided house cannot stand. And the globalists who want a new world order uses the left-right paradigm to create a constant division among American citizens. Uh, bro, you telling me that New World Order is happening tonight? Who's got pay-per-view, bro? <laughs> In 
If we, the people, come together in a true consensus, we would be able to defeat the New World Order and become a society of free people. <laughs> it's, it's got a groovy beat to it. It really does. We're going to defeat you, brother. Brother. In 1823, the Rothschilds take over the financial operations of the Catholic Church worldwide. Hmm. Pedophiles rejoice. Hmm. The Federal Reserve... 1836, following his years of fighting against the Rothschilds and their central bank in America, President Andrew Jackson finally succeeds in throwing the Rothschild central bank out of America, which he would actually cite as like, I defeated the banks before he died. Hmm. But he, Spoilers, he didn't. <laughs> well, he did for the short term. I guess if you go short term goals, it's fine. Now. When the bank's charter is not renewed, it would not be until 1913, as we said, December 23rd, 1913, mm-hmm. during Woodrow Wilson as president, that the Rothschilds would be able to set up their third central bank in America, the Federal Reserve. And to ensure no mistakes were made, they, this time they will put one of their own bloodline, Rob, or not, sorry, Rob, Jacob Schiff, in charge of the project. Now, in 1840, the Rothschilds become the Bank of England's bullion brokers. They set up agencies in California and Australia. So they they basically been in control of the Bank of England, and now they're also part of the Federal Reserve, which is the money. The U.S. Treasury will say the 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 wallet of America is the U S treasury. The checking account that it has set up is through the federal reserve to give you an idea. And if you ever want to get depressed and jump off a bridge, look at the national debt. True story. Nazism. 1848. Karl Marx and also a Jew publishes the communist manifesto. And interestingly, at the same time, as he is working on this, Carl Ritter of Frankfurt University was writing the antithesis, which would form the basis for Frederick Wilhelm Nietzsche's or Frederick Nietzsche's Nietzscheanism. This Nietzscheanism was later developed into fascism and then into Nazism and was used to ferment the First and Second World Wars. Medulia. Marx, Ritter, and Nietzsche were all funded and under the instruction of the Rothschilds. The idea was that those who direct the overall conspiracy could use the differences in those two so-called ideologies to enable them to divide larger and larger factions of the human race into opposing camps so they could be armed and then brainwashed into fighting and destroying each other, and particularly to destroy all political and religious institutions. The same plan put forward by Weisopt in 17. 76. Hmm. In 1865, in a statement to Congress, President Abraham Lincoln states, quote, I have two great enemies, the Southern Army in front of me and the financial institutions to the rear. Of the two, the one in my rear is my greatest foe, which is always the foe you need to worry about. Later that year, on April 14th, President Lincoln is assassinated less than two months before the end of the American Civil War. Following a brief training period in the Rothschild London Bank, Jacob Schiff, a Rothschild born in the house of Frankfurt, 
arrives in America at the age of 18 with instructions and the finance necessary. He was actually given money to buy into a banking house in America. The purpose of this was to carry out the following task. One, gain control of America's money system through the establishment of a central bank. Two, find desirable men who for a price would be willing to serve as stooges for the Illuminati and promote them into higher places in the federal government the Congress, Supreme Court, and federal agencies. Three, create minority groups strife through the nations, particularly targeting the whites and the blacks. Create a movement to destroy religion in the United States with Christianity as the main target. Too bad he failed. I was about to say he really failed there. Now, Nathan Rothschild becomes president of parliament for Ellsbury and Buckinghamshire during that time. 1871, an American general named Albert Pike who had been enticed into the Illuminati by Giuseppe Mazzini completes his military blueprint for three world wars and various revolutions throughout the world, culminating into moving this great conspiracy into its final stage. The first world war is to be fought for the purpose of destroying the Tsar in Russia, as promised by Nathan Mayer Rothschild in 1815. The Tsar is to be replaced with communism, which is to be used to attack religions Predominantly Christianity, the differences between the British and German empires are to be used to foment this war. The Second World War is to be used to foment the controversy between fascism and political Zionism, with the slaughter of Jews in Germany a linchpin in bringing hatred against the German people. This is designed to destroy fascism, which the Rothschilds created, and increase the power of political Zionism. So where is this information coming from? This is all coming from people who researched this whole period, basically. And I'll, I'll, I'll give the authors their mm-hmm. credit when I finish this. Okay. But this is one of many Angel Fire websites that I found that are literally. If there's like, anybody you can trust. It's Angel Fire. Well, I will cite, <laughs> and part two is going to lean heavily on this, mm-hmm. but I will cite the docu- one of the main documentaries I watched, basically tracing the Rothschilds throughout okay. the American's history. But you know, me, you know me, gotta question it. Of course, and that's good. I this is super damning evidence to bring up. If it's true, if it's true, Angel Fire, right? But anyway, the war. Now I'm talking about the Second World War mm-hmm. is d- designed to increase the power of communism to the level that is equal that of United Christendom. The Third World War, which we haven't got quite got to is to be played out by stirring up hatred of the Muslim world for the purposes of playing the Islamic world and the political Zionists off against one another. Whilst this is going on, the remaining nations would be forced to fight themselves into a state of mental, physical, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. On August 15th of this year, Albert Pike writes a letter now cataloged in the British Museum to Giuseppe Mazzini in which he states the following, quote, we shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists and we shall provoke a great social cataclysm, which in all its horror will show clearly to all nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origins of savagery and of most bloody turmoil. Metal. Finally, our time to shine. (laughs) That's what I was put on earth for. Then everywhere the people will be forced to defend (laughs) themselves against the world minority of the world revolutionaries and will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitudes disillusioned with Christianity whose spirits will be from that moment without direct 
direction and leadership and anxious for an ideal, but without knowledge were to send its adoration will receive the true light through the universal manis- manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer brought finally out into public yeah, view. Really fucked up there marrying a hardcore Catholic though, didn't I? Yeah. Your wasn't fine. part of the plan, was no. it? A she greets of- every Sunday, doesn't she too? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh. She's like the face of the Catholic she is, church. She really is. Well, let me I mean, f- I'd be happy seeing her greeting if I went to church too. Yeah. Okay. A manifestation. That's, which, that's where I, you know, no, this I'm whole, with you. Uh, I'm, I, I can, I can see it. I can see it. But then at the same time, there's that party that's like, how do you get upset about things? You don't, that'd be like getting upset about Santa Claus. Cause you don't believe this, him. this whole second <laughs> segment is us put us putting a listening ear to the most devout of a, of a conspiracy theorist when it comes to the whole evil. This is the backbone Jew. of the, Right. Conspiracy. I mean, yeah. this is you're hearing all the talking points right now. Like when when one of those Mortal Kombat guys says finish him and he pulls the spine out. <laughs> Federal <laughs> Reserve. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> a manifestation which will result from a general reactionary movement which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. Pike, who having been elected as a sovereign gr- Grand Commander of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry's Freemason, right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Southern jurisdiction in 1859 was the most powerful Freemason in America. He would retain that post for 32 years until his death in 1891. He also published a book on the subject in 1872 entitled, quote, Morals and Dogma of the Ancient and Accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. That's unquote. a long book title. It is. Couldn't just call it. The stuff of Freemasonry, in <laughs> which yeah. he candidly states the following quote, Lucifer, the light bearer, strange and mysterious name to give to the spirit of darkness, Lucifer, the son of the morning. Is it he who bears the light and with its splendors, intolerable, blinds, feeble, sensual or selfish souls? Doubt it not. 1872. Prior to Giuseppe Manzini's death this year, he makes another revolutionary leader named Adrian Lemmy, his successor. <laughs> Lemmy will be subsequently succeeded by Lenin and Trotsky, then by Stalin. Oh, we've already seen Lemmy. We've already seen Lenin. Trotsky. We got a we got a band. We got like a, the new traveling Wilburys going here. Yeah. Lenin, Trotsky, and Stalin with their new lap steel version of Trotsky makes me hotski. Over the rainbow. L- die and let die. <laughs> <laughs> Die and let die. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Sound like the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> that's that's yeah. close to Russian. No, Do cool. a Macho Man. And that was then, trying to be Lemmy. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Sound like Macho Man. Though. I was like, I'm waiting for a good promo here. In 1881, President James Garfield, the 20th president of the United States, who only lasted 100 days, states two weeks before he's assassinated, quote, Mondays, they assassinate me on Mondays. (laughs) Whoever controls the volume of money in our country is absolute master of all industry and commerce. Oops, don't question that. And when you realize that the entire system is very easily controlled one way or another by a few powerful men at top, you will not have to be told how periods of inflation and depression originate. You think he got became president? They showed him some stuff and he went, what the fucking fuck? I think, <laughs> I think every single time a president becomes president, they walk into the back and that's where the guys go. Oh, by the way, 
This is the, this is the reality of the situation. <laughs> you're yeah, it's essentially your your face, your puppet. There's 17 senators back there all having sex with like a yeah. goat. You can blow jobs from interns. <laughs> it's amazing. They're all having sex with orangutans. And by the way, there's a gray alien videotaping the whole thing. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah, things are a little weird when you get to the top, <laughs> sir. Yeah, suck it, you chimpanzee, you. Suck it. Wow, we got Cheetos in the back as well. Oh, God, here it come. Oh, God. Theater of the mind is on fire tonight. The Federal Reserve Act, as according to this conspiracy theorist, <laughs> strangely enough, the same year that they do this, they set up their last and current central bank in America, the Federal Reserve. Congressman Charles Lindbergh stated following the passing of the Federal Reserve Act, not the same pilot guy, on December 23rd, quote, the act establishes the most gigantic trust on earth. When the president signs this bill, Woodrow Wilson, by the way, the invisible government of the monetary power will be legalized. The greatest crime of the ages is perpetrated by this banking and currency bill. Mm. Hmm. It's quite a statement. Yeah, no kidding. By the way, it is important to note that the Federal Reserve is a private company. It is neither federal nor does it have any reserve. It is, <laughs> Which is something con- I never knew. Conserver- Conservative. I didn't know until we did this episode. Either. Really? You so, didn't know it was? No, yeah, I, I, no always, I knew it was not part of the federal government. Yeah, it is conservatively estimated that profits exceed <laughs> humble <100%. brag. laughs> I'm leering. I'm so smart. We get a platinum and knowing things that I can't. Yeah, yeah. One of them. <laughs> the profits of that establishment exceed 150 billion per year, and the Federal Reserve has never once in its history published accounts. Of course, wow. they're not going to. They don't want people to know how much money they have. But they need people to have money in order to make money. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm not frightened. Yeah. Well, if if they have money, and obviously they do have money. Someone has to beat that bank, though. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, like, they have money, obviously. They don't need mm-hmm. to tell people how much they have. Yeah, that actually might be scary. They like, might not have any. They, 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 it could be either or. or. They have, yeah, it could have. A, they could have, like, $10 trillion. Or a number we don't even know exists. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, if if all of our, if, yeah, eight, it, it, this is where the scary factor squid comes. Billion. Squibillions. Squibillions. <laughs> oh, sounds like a SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> oh, we got about ten million Krabby Patties. The Council on Foreign Relations, under in 1921, under the orders of Jacob Schiff, the Council on Foreign Relations is founded by Jews. Bernard Brosh and Colonel Edward Mandel House. Schiff gave his orders prior to his death in 1920 as he knew an organization in America needed to be set up to select politicians to carry on the Rothschild conspiracy in the formations of the CFR was actually agreed in a meeting on May 30th, 1919 at the Hotel Majestic in Paris, France. The CFR membership at the start was approximately a thousand people in the United States. The membership included the heads of virtually every industrial empire in America, all the American based international bankers and the heads of all their tax free foundations. In essence, all these peoples who would provide the capital required for anyone who wished to run for Congress, the Senate or the presidency. 
The first job of the CFR was to gain control of the press. This task was given to John D. Rockefeller, who set up a number of national news magazines such as Life and Time. He financed Samuel Newhouse to buy up and establish a chain of newspapers all across the country, and Eugene Meyer also, who go on to buy up many publications such as the Washington Post, Newsweek, and the Weekly Magazine. Now, these next ones are the CFR elected pastors. In terms of control within the realm of world religions, Pastor Rick Warren, author of the widely successful national best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life, was recently appointed by the Council on Foreign Relations to help bring about understanding cooperation amongst the world's great religions. Pastor Warren has warned against extremism and fundamentalist Christianity, fundamentalist Muslims, and fundamentalist Jews. Quote, to achieve this, the Illuminati's premier political and economic organ, the Socialistic Council on Foreign Relations, has elevated to membership two key operatives, two men who are the helm of America's most influential Christian evangelical groups. I refer to Pastor Rick Warren, Saddleback Community Church in California, and Dr. Richard Land, reigning religious religious poobah. Poop? I haven't heard the word poobah in a while. <laughs> the it's a country. Southern Baptist Convention. Poop? For the first time in almost 100 year history of the CFR, evangelical leaders have been elevated to an elite status as members of the exclusive globalist secret society. Their charge is to bring over 100 million Americans who are thought to be religious conservatives into the fold of the Illuminati and into the big tent of the emerging global order. Rick Warren called America's pastor by the Illuminati-controlled media, has over 100,000 churches and pastors signed up in allegiance to his New Age purpose-driven movement. <laughs> He's got a chain. Right. <laughs> churches. The CFR, and it's not churches chicken. Nope. And it's a purpose-driven movement. The CFR also needed to gain control of radio, television, and motion picture industry. This task was split amongst the international bankers from... Poon Loeb, Goldman Sachs, the Warburgs, and the Lee. Goldman Sachs? Goldman Sachs, sorry. 1985, Eustace Her Mullins publishes. Goldman Sachs. <laughs> Ooh, aren't you fancy? In 1985, Eustace Mullins published a book called Who Owns the TV Networks, in which he reveals that the Rothschilds have control of all three major U.S. networks, which are NBC, CBS, and ABC. But not Fox. Fox. The only true network. Fair and balanced. It's the only true American network. <laughs> yeah. yeah. America. You watch your family guy. Simpsons. Simpsons. What? NFL football. Oh, yeah. NASCAR racing. NASCAR. Simpsons and X-Files. Those are my two favorites. The X-Files. Oh, that Gillian Anderson girl. Gillian. She's gotten better with age, brother. So anyway, like financing. You guys, you guys are going to want to hear this. Financing Hitler. Sounds like a... Um, <laughs> 60s soap opera. <laughs> Financing Hitler. Da, da, we, gotta, da. we gotta get the money together. Together. Financing yeah. Hitler sounds like a 90s rom-com. What? Like a 90, I would, I like a 90s change, rom-com. I would change like, the Hitler to like Schmittler. Yeah. So like a, a weird German <laughs> exchange student. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm Hitler. I'm trying to start a uh, lemonade stand and I do not have any. He's price. real nerdy and he gets picked up by a cheerleader and <laughs> asks him to the prom and then doesn't show up and makes fun of him. And then there's always there's the laugh track. So they give him a makeover. Yeah, exactly. 
He's like Urkel shows up like uh, Stefan. Yep. There's a musical montage as they like cut his hair and shave off his mustache. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Why don't people like me? Oh, don't, don't touch my mustache. <laughs> Rothschild financed IBM, which I brought up earlier, supply machines to the Nazis, which produce punch cards to help organize and manage the initial identification and social expulsion of Jews, the confiscation of their property and the extermination. 1939, like I brought up before, I.G. Farben, the leading producer of chemicals in the world and largest German producer of steel, dramatically increases its production. This increased production is almost exclusively used to arm Germany for the Second World War. This company was controlled by the Rothschilds, who go on to use Jews and other disaffected people as slave labor in the concentration camps. I.G. Farben also created the lethal Zyklon B gas, which I brought up before. U.N., the Rothschilds take a giant step towards the goal of world domination when this second League of Nations called the United Nations was approved. And that happens to be one of those things where they're just like, they're in control of a lot of the people that are in control of countries. Mm-hmm. They're the pay stub. Mm-hmm. And they say they in Proverbs... The pu- they have the punch clocks. <laughs> in Proverbs that the borrower is slave to the lender in some certain facet. Pay it off, you loser. Right, but that's the consummate of this whole thing. Like, every Mm -hmm. time it came up, I mean, I I didn't, I'm not going to lie when I say I didn't, like, drive home after doing, like, a day's worth of listening documentaries about this and just grip my teeth at every I'm sorry, but... Pay your loans. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like, you know what I mean. Don't go. Don't go don't buying. Go like, buying. Don't. Don't try to keep up with somebody you don't have to. Don't live beyond your means, mm-hmm. and you'll be a free person. Yep. I get part it. of it's you know, a lot of it's choice. Could I own a BMW? Yeah, but then I'd be a slave. Do you want to own a BMW? I do. They're fucking dope. <laughs> but I make the choice not to. Leather interior? Leather. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. By the way, this plays into the Kennedy assassination. You want to hear about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were hearing about Larry's sure dream BMW here. Heated seats? <laughs> Heat. Oh, I miss my heated seats in my hour. Blowjob oh, yeah. seats. But you know what? I have a paid off Toyota. Those are just the ones so. that kick back real far? Yeah. The blowjob seats? <laughs> yeah. We're always driving. A lot of headroom. <laughs> All right, 1963, on June 4th, President John F. Kennedy, the 35th President of the United States, 1961 through 1963, signs Executive Order 11110, which returned the U.S. government the power to issue currency, which is what Lincoln did, by the way. Making his greenbacks. I want to make a song called Greenbacks, I think. I just Mm -hmm. have to figure it out. We'll do it. We'll make it hip-hoppy. There we go. Without going through the Rothschilds owned a Federal Reserve, which is what he wanted to do. Kennedy, much like Lincoln, less than six months later on November 22nd, President Kenny is a, Ken, Kenny. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny! <laughs> and this is according to this article. Now, again, I should reiterate this, and I don't know if I said this initially, but this article is conspiracy theorist haven. So... These guys are saying President Kennedy was assassinated by the Rothschilds for the same purpose as they assassinated President Abraham Lincoln. Here's the thing, and I just learned this this week, that JFK had Addison's disease, which more than likely would have killed him by 1966. 
Wow. Really? Yep. It's what an is adrenal, it's, a, it's an adrenal gland uh, insufficiency. It's it's a long-term in, in endocrine disorder in which the adrenal glands do not produce enough steroid hormones. Hmm. Uh, they're saying that it would cause weakness and weight loss to the point where he would have he would have passed away by wow. 1966 or 1967. Hmm. Whoa, what if Kennedy paid to have himself assassinated so he'd be remembered? That is genius. <laughs> Interesting. Whoa. We're coming up with conspiracies on a conspiracy show. <laughs> so, guys, this executive order that Min- not dudes, dudes, guys, minty is just cold, spicy, <laughs> bong thoughts. <laughs> Follow April at Miss Shoop on Twitter. I've she's, really been trying I'm, to be more active on Twitter. She's I been like great. That one. I, she's been great. Yeah, she's also she been posting like really funny memes. Bong thoughts. Hashtag bong hashtag, thoughts. Yep, hashtag bong thoughts. <laughs> now, I want to mention real quick, this executive order was rescinded by President Lyndon Johnson. Big balls, Johnson. <laughs> oh, big balls. He He rescinded that order for that for them to uh, issue that currency the same day that he was assassinated on an airplane. Mm. Like literally he became president and he was like, bang, this is going bye bye. <laughs> Fucking a the blackout of Rothschild history, 1973 in his book, non none dare call it conspiracy. Gary Allen states quote, one major reason for the historical blackout and the role of international bankers in political history is the Rothschilds were Jewish the Jewish members of the conspiracy have used an organization called the Anti-Defamation League, ADL, as an instrument to try and convince everyone that any mention of the Rothschilds and their allies is an attack on all Jews. In this way, they have stifled almost all honest, honest scholarship on international bankers and made the subject taboo within universities. Any individual or book exploring the subject is immediately attacked by hundreds of ADL communities all over the country. The ADL has never let the truth or logic interfere with its highly professional smear jobs. Smear jobs. Actually, nobody has a right to be more angry at the Rothschild clique than their fellow Jews, the Rothschild Empire, which helped finance Adolf Hitler. Now, this last one before we get to the end of this episode is on UPC codes. Mm. Again, we're trying to put our tinfoil hats on and go in deep with these guys. I'm so deep. George J. Lauer, an employee of the Rothschild-controlled IBM, invents the UPC barcode, which will eventually be placed upon every item traded worldwide and bear the number 666. The Book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 17 through 18, states the following in relation to this number. Now we're going to get into the Bible here. Oh, boy. Quote, And that no man might buy or sell, save he that that mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score and six. Can you play some polka music behind that when polka? Yeah. Mm. The whole satanic. I'll play some Christian music behind that. There you go. There you go. There we go. 
The whole satanic aims of the Rothschilds are now in full view of the world. Everything bought or sold carries the mark of the beast. Six six six. And it reminds me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Have you guys seen the um uh, the lady who's claims that Monster Energy drinks are like Satan's piss or something like that? Where she tastes like, like it. It's delicious. Yeah, I agree. But the um something about like the way that the M is drawn. If you flip it upside down and sideways, I, I saw squint a little bit. It's it's one of those things they they saw and went, and they just kept on going. Interesting to listen Scrolling. to just for the craziness. Okay. If you okay. see it scroll past again, take a watch because right. it is pretty interesting. I'm confused. I, I so I grabbed something to look at it, and I don't see any six 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 on it. Yeah, Josh is looking at the barcode on some soap, mm-hmm. and uh, he's <laughs> it's confused. the closest thing. I mean, to it's me. you would think Satan's brand soap would have no, it doesn't. Like Satan doesn't like kitchen citrus. Now we're looking at everything. Yeah, everybody. Not even a single six on this Miller Light. Oh, I found one on an iPhone. Devil's communication. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it's me, Satan. That's, I'm sure that's what Satan sounds like. That's my hell. It's just being down there with that voice for eternity. <laughs> Next Ooh. time we have sex, I'm going to talk in that voice. Oh, my God. You will never get off. Hello, AT&T. I'm going to help you. I'm just confused. Uh, my bill, it looks like there's some charges here about insurance. and uh, Okay, I'll have to uh, put you on hold for an hour and a half. Oh, God. And then I'll pick back up and tell you that I'm going to transfer you, and then I'm going to hang up on you. Are you going to be playing? Uh, I'm honest. I may be Satan, but I'm honest. I appreciate your honesty, okay. Satan. Just so you know the, the routine we're going to go through here is I'm going to... Which on hold. The, my question is, am I going to hear Steely Dan during the time that the... You're going to hear Steely Dan music. Muzak, actually. <laughs> it's uh, Steely Dan played by uh, skeleton jazz bands. That's how we roll here at at and It's Say-T-N-T. Say-T-N-T. <laughs> <laughs> You've dialed 1-800-666-6666. My birthday is 6666. Tell me, Satan, are you owned by the Rothschilds? Uh, yeah, they put they sign my paycheck. Oh, I guess so. Damn it, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck me then. All right, so UPC codes. The whole satanic aim of the Rothschilds are now in full view. Because they have the mark of the beast, 666, N.M. Rothschild and Sons, British Newfoundland Corporation, Churchill Falls Project in Newfoundland, Canada is completed. N.M. Rothschilds and Sons also create a new asset management part of the company, which traded worldwide. This eventually became Rothschild Private Management Limited. Edmund D. Rothschild, a great-grandson of Jacob Mary Rothschild, bought the crew for Goy Estate of Chateau Clark in Bordeaux, seventeen or nineteen, sorry, nineteen seventy nine. Baron and Baroness Philippe de Rothschild in a joint venture with Robert Madavi begin the construction of a pyramid in Napa Valley, California, where the leader slash founder of the Church of Satan, Ash Kevaju Anton Lavey, was based. This is known as Opus One, which means the first work and the front of the temple 
is that of a winery. In 1987, Edmund D. Rothschild creates the World Conservation Bank, which is designed to transfer debts from third world countries to this bank. And in return, those countries would give land to the bank. This is designed to so the Rothschilds can gain control of the third world, which represents 30% of the land surface of Earth. In 1991, at the Bilderberg Conference, which we heard about. At the, the Bilderberg Conference? Bilderberg. Bilderberg. <laughs> they, con- they actually can. Conf- that sounds like fun. <laughs> the biz- mm-hmm. Actually, it sounds like a nightmare. Now. It does. Just screaming, screaming kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. God, imagine how much fluff they'd have to bring in. So much fluff. Yeah. I'd love to like dive out of like a 10 story building into a mountain of fluff though. Mm-hmm. That sounds oh, dude. I'd love to sleep on some fluff. Oh, yeah. a mountain of fluff. Just well, yeah. Dive into oh. it. <laughs> you can pull some fluff over yourself and like mm, oh, roll it. Oh, like, yeah. Pull it fluff in. burrito. Mm-hmm. You want to be fluffed? Yeah. You can fluff me later. You can be a fluffer, Josh. I don't want to be a fluffer. Right. He wants to be the fluffy. The fluffy. Everybody wants to be the fluffy. Yeah. Unfortunately, not everybody can be the fluffy. Yeah, someone's got to be a fluffer. It's I'll, true. I'll be the fluffer. I'll fluff you. Red Dead 2019 hasn't been fluffed in a long time. <laughs> 1991, at the Bilderberg Conference on June 6th to the 9th of this year in Baden-Baden, Germany, David Rockefeller or Rothschild made the following statement, quote, we are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjugated to the lights of publicity during these th- th- those years. But the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government, the supranational national sovereignty <laughs> of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practiced in past centuries. So they want... To control everything. They want it all. They want it all. And that is what I have to say. So this article obviously is terrifying and there's a lot of fear in it. Right. I promise you in part two, we will delve into the realities of what what was actually said there. We're going to cover almost a paragraph by paragraph breakdown of what the realities of the Rothschilds are now. There's a lot of fear there, and I get that. You know, it's just it's hard to trust anybody who's in control of that much money. Right. That doesn't mean that doesn't make them bad people automatically. Right. Well, and that's where you gotta that's where hopefully if you guys tune into the second episode where there can be some light shed on whether they are or are not actually good or bad people. Right. Mm-hmm. And just right. because the, the maybe overall we see that there are some family members that are bad people doesn't mean the whole family is indeed bad. Exactly. Even the cousin marriers. You know what? Yeah. I bet they had beautiful children with 11 toes. I mean, like <laughs> that all tasted their own cum. Like Larry said. <laughs> like every other human being has done. I truthfully have never tasted. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. No, don't I'm apologize. An alien. Have you? I have not. My I guess, the, I guess wow, I, Larry, you freaking the, weirdo. This is the hill I chose to <laughs> die on. I guess. I guess it's never. It's not like I saved it up for a week. I mean, it's never it was like, it was come like, up. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, like, to, to be uh, honest with you, it, why not? When I, was, when I was young, dumb, and full of cum in high school, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a time when like, I spackled myself a bit while I was masturbating in bed. Yeah. Because there were those times where I'm like, hey, bit, 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 and then like <laughs> a, something landed on my forehead. <laughs> and it and wasn't like, jammed. The, 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 the ceiling's not leaking right now, so I don't know what just happened there, Ryan Thomas. What about like a, a post blowy kiss? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's I've done that. Happened. See? Yep. So, I mean, technically. After I've shot a load. I can't remember the last just time. Just patted her on the head and said, good girl. <laughs> well, usually I just roll over and fart in her face. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a strong. Romantic. That is an alpha move. I'll give Red you that. Day 2019 indeed. <laughs> Thanks, babe. I, I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that at all. I hope you like beef stew. Feels like beef stew. Here comes a (laughs) comes a beef stew fart. Here comes a real solid nugget for you. (laughs) Give it to no. The best thing to do is always, you know, offer them your pez. (laughs) I just wanted to see your face because you're like. You just slowly nurse up your your Kermit the Frog Pez dispenser and you go flick. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I thought there was one in there, but it's just the bottom. (laughs) She goes to give you a kiss. You just slip a piece of gum in her mouth. (laughs) Here's an Altoid. (laughs) Curiously strong. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Wow. That's been Rothschild's part one. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Um. We covered a lot of stuff. And yeah. It was yeah, fun. We did. L- little new characters came about. Mm-hmm. Fun times. So when you're not here, we don't have to do like an insane thing, but Josh, what what do you have going on? Oh, Potty Reviews? Slam podcast is the, the place that you can go to find professional wrestling history from uh, the three of us and really a lot of Ryan lately. Mm-hmm. I think I think that almost might be a, a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, we have new shows every Friday and you can find that on Podomatic and Spotify and pretty much. Yeah. All those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, April. Anything that you, that's it. I mean, really. I mean, I, Patreon. yeah. Come Patreon. Ooh, you guys are saying Patreon. Patreon's great, Larry. Where where can people go to find our Patreon to give us their money? Hey guys, just wanted to let you know the Patreon is up. Check it out, Patreon.com/slash Beer City Media Podcast for all your extra Beer City Media needs. Now on with the show. I love that drop because it sounds like he, when he says "check it out," it sounds like it's like in rhythm with the music. I did a lot of pushing and pulling, but yeah, I like that. Thank See, you. I noticed. Yeah. Also, if you have voicemails, you can leave them at 9375049504. Thank you, Stephen Hawkins. Mm-hmm, yep, he just died today, I guess. Or not today, but a long time ago. <laughs> he just died today. According, well, I had, oh, my, no. I had my Reddit. I didn't know it was set on like best. 
<laughs> so like I'm reading all these people like died or I was like, wow, what a lot of people died today. Jeez. And then I realized I had it set on the wrong thing. Whoops. <laughs> Guess what? 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 We have five star shout outs to do. We, before oh, we man. Goodness. Larry gets set up for that. We have five star. <laughs> five, 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 five star review. Don't think that we forgot about you, Karis. Marie Jones. You gave us a five star and a recommend on our conspiracy therapy Facebook, which you should join and our closed group, which you should also join. It says I have to force myself not to laugh out loud while I'm at work listening. Hilarious and intelligent group of podcasters. We fooled you. (laughs) Now, this next one is great. This you're like a, a hippie sheep. We pulled the wool over your eyes. That's right. This is a five star <laughs> review from our Apple iTunes. Oh, this one says media from the west side of the state. Five stars from GH Native. Hey, what up? Who says you get live on the right coast, fellow right. west? Well, actually, the left coast. But he says, fellow West Michigander here, yeah. Grand Haven. Love, love, love the podcast. Been listening for maybe a year now. Ryan, Josh, Larry, and April are all on fire. I agree. Ryan is... (laughs) Someone put Josh out! Ryan is one of my favorite hosts out of all the podcasts I listen to. Hashtag RadDad2019. Of course. Larry's a genius. Josh and April are hilarious. The Zoe Deschanel impression Ah. kills me every time. It's super quirky. And I always look forward to the Pop Culture Minute with Josh. Who doesn't? So I'm in the process of listening in numerical order. Just finished Werewolves. Favorite episode so far Ooh. is JFK 1. So I just know, and I'm just so quirky. Jeez, Love the God show damn. so much, I became a Patreon. Hey! Yay! Keep up the good work, all four of you. Seriously, thank you guys. Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, we don't know who you are. If we haven't GH Native saying you a song yet, it's probably I coming. So think that was Casey, but I might need to double check. Oh, okay. okay. But either way, thank you, sir. And that's been your five star shout out. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that's it for part one of the Rothschilds. We got more to cover. Next week, we might end up having another song. We'll see what happens. Might have more of the segments you know and love, Mm -hmm. which I think everybody's excited to hear what Josh's pop culture and what April's who answers and what... A quizzical. Larry's quizzical. Oh, I love it. Guys, make us sing you. you. (laughs) That was the least enthusiastic. I love it. Make it happen, guys. Wouldn't it be cool for every single fan listener vote episode for us to sing to you because you guys are giving us also send those mail sack questions oh yeah oh yeah yeah Um, there'll be a there'll be a closed facebook group question or this isn't a listener yeah it is post no this isn't this isn't no this is it was it was fuck your question it was the the not chosen Answer of oh, a listener okay. vote a couple gotcha. of months ago. They voted wrong. They <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the ones that don't win generally, we're going to get to do them all anyway. So yeah. it's not like you're really choosing anything. <laughs> so <laughs> breaking down the fourth wall, <laughs> yeah. you, you destruction. Sorry. 
artists. Also, Jeez, it's like you're in cahoots with them. Cahooters. I just want to. I, I want to make a quick statement to say, if you guys are having <clears throat> issues, you feel more than free to to reach out. To we are us not professionals. And- no, we're not professionals, but we're here to listen and we care about our listeners and we enjoy the communication that we have on a weekly de- or a, de- a daily basis. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just we just want you to know we love you guys and, just, you know, times are tough. We're all going through stuff. So yep. anybody have anything they want to throw out there before we end this bad bear? Tapped on each other's buttholes. <laughs> oh, no. Ryan's drunk. 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 Oh my god. So, yeah, might as well play it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ryan's drunk. 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 God, my okay. face hurts. Uh, oh, all right. I can't take it anymore. All right. So, yeah, that, that happened last episode. And, well, no, it's been, yeah. The, oh, my God. Ryan's been drunk. So, I fucking love you guys. We'll see you next week on another epic. In- we'll see you next week. On- we'll see you next week. Another episode of Conspiracy oh. Therapy. Have a great one, guys. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. (laughs) 